Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is up? What's happening, everybody? And welcome into episode 146 of the Uptempo Podcast. It is Blake Lane and Dustin Smith back here with you today to talk about the current state of the Auburn Tigers football program. Currently sitting at 3-4, and 1-3 and three in the SEC, coming off a bye week with a home game against the Arkansas Razorbacks this Saturday at 11 a.m. There's big news coming out of Auburn this week. We see four players getting ready to enter the transfer portal. Uh, some thank Coach Harson, some didn't. The biggest one being Landon King. Uh, everybody devastated to see him go. Uh, Auburn Twitter fighting amongst each other, going at each other's necks. It's been a lot of hostility. A lot of hostility and a lot of drama around this football program. Uh, I wanted to ask Dustin tonight, where do we see Auburn football? Uh, what do we think about Brian Harson and the redshirting issues that come about in the media this week? There's just so much to talk about, man. So with that being said, we're going to kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network, and then we're going to get right in here and get after it. War Damn Eagle, everybody. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and tonight it is myself and Dustin Smith here to talk about the Auburn Tigers. Dustin, man. I know we tried to fit one in last night. It didn't work out, but we're back tonight. I know your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting ready to to take the field, man. So I really appreciate you hopping on here and getting this done with me. How you doing tonight? I'm good, buddy. Um, both my squads have lost four of their last five games. So the, the football fan in me is struggling mighty. So I'm hoping that tonight my Bucks turn it around. And then uh, my birthday is actually tomorrow. I'll be turning 31. So if my Bucks get sandwich in a win tonight and then my Tigers grab one Saturday morning, get a nice little birthday present, man. Man, I heard that. Well, happy early birthday, Dustin. Um, man, look, a lot of stuff has come out this week in the media with the Auburn Tigers, Dustin. And no, we're- I missed it. <laughs> We're not we're not gonna shy away from it, Dustin. We're not gonna do that, man. We're gonna attack it straight up and we're gonna talk about it tonight. And what the first thing I wanna talk about is Landon King, man. All right, and and I I want your honest opinion on Landon King deciding to redshirt a couple weeks back and then now he comes out on social media and lets the lets the world know that he is deciding to enter the transfer portal on December 5th of 2022 uh, when he can it when it becomes available. Uh, what are your thoughts just on Landon and what he has been through at Auburn and deciding to transfer? Um, well, it's very disappointing. Obviously, Landon was a fan favorite. We're all super excited from the moment that we got him about mm-hmm. his potential and this is one of the kids where you look at it and you're like, man, if everything clicks here, you can really have something. And we've seen great moments. We saw the great catch in the Iron Bowl. Really, it felt, I don't, I wish I had his target numbers right off, you know, or in front of me, but it feels like when he got targets, he made plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the part that is just frustrating about it. I mean, me and you have 
ad nauseum discussed him making a fantastic play versus Penn State and then coming right off the field. Man, yeah, I, I was in the building, you were in the building, and everybody around me was screaming, why are you taking him out? Yep. Uh, so just from that standpoint, man, it's just been a frustrating career. We, you know, Like I said, it's fan favorite. We've all been waiting and waiting and waiting. I would say not to give up hope completely. Um, there are guys on the team this year that have entered the portal last year. And it's not a, it's not a definite. A new staff can come in, and if a new staff really values a guy like Landy King, which is hard to just looking at the numbers, how we're going to look numbers wise next year, I would imagine anybody coming in is going to try to save people just just to have bodies. Hmm. So. Landon really loves Auburn. He really loves the fans. So I wouldn't give up on that one yet. Um, but yeah, man, like when you have a bye week and then from <laughs> during that bye week, four guys enter the portal. It's uh, mm-hmm. You just want to talk about Arkansas. You just want to have Arkansas hate week. But instead, <laughs> you're too busy focused on the internal problems that unfortunately uh, have just become commonplace under Brian Horson. Bro, I, I posted that on Twitter today. <laughs> I posted it on Twitter today. I said, can we just start Arkansas Hate Week? And the iSports Arkansas page was like, you're a little late, man. And I was like, well, we've we've kind of been battling amongst each other here lately. So we haven't even been worried about Arkansas, you know. Uh, that cracked me up. Dude, I mean, this this is a catastrophe. I mean, you know, and, and one thing I want to say, Dustin, about Landon King is, is and I want your opinion on this because – it, it kind of hits home for me, you know, when, when I was in high school, I decided to transfer to another school. And I know it's not quite the same as the transfer portal, but, you know, Landon King, man, all these people, he announces it on Twitter. And he says, you know, I'm, I'm entering the transfer portal. And Twitter blows up. And they say, you know, this guy's a quitter. He's a snowflake. This is a different generation. Uh, this generation is soft. A quitter is a quitter. And I don't like that take, Dustin. And the reason I don't like that take is because, first off, Landon King was not on the field for majority of the snaps, Dustin. Okay? So, if a guy like Tank Bigsby would have done this, I would have kind of stepped right. back and been like, hey, man, like, you know, this hurts. Like, it, it, this hurts bad. Like this is the face of our program, and he's just dipping out. You know, I would have I would have been like a whole lot more upset about the entire situation. But what do you expect Landon to do? Okay, like we said, he goes out and he makes one hell of a grab against Penn State, and yeah. all of a sudden he doesn't get targeted again. Like you, you snatch him off the field and you don't throw the football to him anymore. So what do you want him to do, Dustin? Do you want to sit him over on the sideline and just say, "Hey, you know what? You're not going to play unless somebody gets hurt, or we just absolutely need you." So we're going to waste a year of your eligibility, and you just sit over there on the sideline, all right? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it is for these players. Their ultimate goal is to make it to the National Football League, Dustin. And you can't make it to the National Football League if you don't have Tate. And I can tell you one thing about Landon King. He is from Beaumont, Texas. And right now he is looking out there at the Big 12. And he's looking at Max Duggins at TCU. And he's looking at Mike Gundy out at Oklahoma State. And 
he's looking at it heck i mean look at baylor they're there with dave aranda they're a nice program right now uh texas tech likes to sling it around the yard even steve sarkeesian at texas he likes to throw it around the yard and you got a young quarterback and quinn ewers out there i mean he could go to any of them offenses and thrive dustin but my biggest thing man is he wasn't getting on the field like he has six career catches, and all we heard was, "Hey, you know, this guy, he he could be the future." There's so much so much potential there. You know, he's a six five guy with a great build, long arms, can go up and get any ball. And and what was Auburn looking for, Dustin? A fifty fifty guy, right? And he showed you what he could do against Penn State with that one grab. And he's over on the sidelines. So you're asking a guy to just throw away a year of eligibility. And that doesn't sit well with me. That's why I said on Twitter, when you redshirt, you're not quitting on your football team. Because one thing about it, Dustin, when you redshirt, and I'm not sure if a whole lot of people know the redshirting process, but when you redshirt, you can still practice with the team. And that's not giving up on teammates, Dustin. All you're doing is just forfeiting the chance to play in games. You're forfeiting the chance to go on the road with the team. All right, You're not quitting the team. And that is what kind of ticked me off when people just flooded Twitter, man, with just kind of bashing this kid because they were just like, hey, man, like he gave up on Auburn. No, Dustin, he clearly, you could read in his statement that he posted on his social media that he absolutely loves Auburn. And I just, I'm torn on that, man, because I just, I hate when people do that because it just, man, he, he's what, 20 years old, Dustin? He's 20. And he's looking out for the best. He's looking out for his future. He is looking out to to make it to the National Football League. And we're over here bashing. And, you know, a lot of people want to get hot about Kobe Hudson. And, and I posted this on Twitter the other day and said, hey, man, you know, Kobe Hudson bounced. And, you know, I mean, he was looking out for his future. And it is what it is. And what do we do? We immediately start bashing people. And a lot of this, it sounds like Bo Nix. You know, people come out and they bash Bo Nix. And, you know, I was I was, I was was one of those guys where I was upset that Bo left. But looking back at it, man, can't blame the guy. Can't blame him. I really can't. Like, like I had a certain opinion on it. But now looking back at it, Dustin, I, I, I can't blame the guy. And it, it's just... Uh, it's a tough spot, and, and you can really tell that Landon loves Auburn. So uh, what are your thoughts on that whole situation there, man? Well, like you said, it's important to remember that the guys are still going to practice. They're still going to be with the team. So, you know, you make a good point. They're not quitting. Um, my thing is this. How many more targets do you think Landon King was going to get this year? Not many. Uh, at the most, you can say five. Yeah. Like at the rate it's going, so why would why would Landon want to waste a year of eligibility on that? It just doesn't make sense. Um, if you're Harson, if you're if you're this coaching staff, you got to be at least playing it out like you're going to be here for the future, or you at least want to be a professional and leave it in the program in the best position you possibly can 
on your way out. So either way, from a roster management perspective, you got to be kind of coddling to these kids a little bit. Like, you can't just be this hard ass that Harson is trying to be all the time. Like, and I know that other coaches do this, mm-hmm. um, but I just don't agree with it. I think it's something that needs to be changed. Also, it's kind of like the thing with, uh, with uh, the early scholarships or the, the scholarships that are not scholarships, right? And then you leave a kid just flapping in the breeze yep. a week out from signing day. Um, just because in Alabama is a team that does a lot of that, but I know Auburn's done it before too. So, But the point I'm making is, is just because, man, other people do something doesn't make us right. And it doesn't – the optics of it definitely don't look good for this staff when you consider all of the other things going on, all the guys that left the team last year and how vocal they were. Um, it just, man, overall, it just seems like getting players to come here is hard with only 11 commitments this deep into the process. Mm-hmm. And then keeping guys here is hard. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's just, it just, it hasn't been a good week. And the really frustrating part about it is you're coming up to a point in your schedule where you've got some games that you're looking at and you're saying, okay, these are winnable. Yeah. And, you have a, like I said, man, you have a week where you have four guys go. And Justin Hokuson, uh said earlier today, more coming. Yeah. So it's frustrating. And uh, there was a little bit of like, this is just the way it's going to be now. Um, whenever you have a team that's losing games and has high expectations um, and it doesn't work out, you're going to have guys that aren't getting playing time enter the portal. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's only going to happen on teams where things are going, or, you know, going downhill. Um, like I said, dude, it's just going to be up to the staff and the, uh, the new staff when they come in because we all know how this is going to play out most likely. And can they keep those guys in? I'm really hopeful that career at Auburn, there's still a chance of it. Um, mm-hmm. I understand everybody's frustration with it right now, but I wouldn't get on it just yet. You remember when Big D entered the portal? Uh, and that'll last it for all the half a day. So, yeah. Um, and then that's with that's with the staff that's not been very good at retaining players and getting players to come here. So, if you get uh, you bring a guy in, and there really becomes some juice around the program, there really becomes some energy around the hire. I don't think it'll be that hard to convince some of these guys to stay. So, well, yeah, TBD on that. But I don't like the handling of the whole situation, Blake. I don't. Yeah, and Dustin, like you just mentioned, I think there is a chance for these guys to hang around. You know, they can't enter until December 5th. So hopefully you make a move with the athletic director and you make uh, – Caucus ticket on that, huh? Absolutely. How long has it been now? I mean – it's it's been it's been too long. I mean, every week you keep hearing from insiders, and it should be this week. Yeah, just man. And and, and you know, I, I, that's why I, I keep saying, like, look, we have to pick it up, man. Like, we have to start making a move. Um, and and we got to hire an athletic director, and then you got to relieve Brian Harson of his duties, and then you have to make a splash hire. <sighs> And when I'm talking about making a splash hire, you have to get a guy that convince that can convince these guys to stay, Dustin. And these these are these are guys that we need to stay around this program. So I do think there's a, a shot for that. 
But one thing I wanted to ask you before we talk about the big meat and potatoes that did come out with Brian Harson, I want to ask you with Lando entering the portal and three other guys, uh, A.D. Diamond, and then you got Zakevius Walker, and then uh, Tavares Dawson. Those three guys, they entered. And then, like you said, Justin Hokinson said, hey, there's more to come. Don't be shocked. Uh, don't don't panic and, and blow Twitter up like we just did yesterday. But do you think, with all of this swirling on right here, has Brian Harson lost the locker room? I think that he's probably lost portions of it. Yeah. Um, and I think there are still probably guys that are playing for him. Um, and I don't – I want to be fair, Blake. I don't know, like, how much of that – I'm not saying they've quit on Harson – the guys that have like personally kind of thing. I don't think it's anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just, you played sports growing up, man. You, I mean, you know yeah. how it is. Like we're one in nine in our last 10 games with power five teams. Mm-hmm. Auburn is three and nine in his last 12 games. I've pointed out several times. Some of the records have been set in that three and nine uh, span. So those guys in that locker room know that. And, I've been in that situation where you have a coach telling you something and you like the coach. Mm-hmm. He's good to you. He's a nice guy. Um, he's a good person. He's teaching you how to be a good man and stuff like that. But what he's telling you on the field is not working out. So you start to lose belief and the group starts to lose belief. Like, man, you've been telling us this all summer. You told, you've been telling us this all week. And when we get to the games and what you're telling us doesn't happen and it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And they're ha- like just naturally when you start losing, and don't take my word for it, right? Go back and watch the the, the journey episodes that the Auburn social media team has put out. Go back and watch the first couple weeks. Go back and watch the Auburn review mm-hmm. after uh, we beat Mercer. Those guys are in the locker room breaking it down on fifteen and zero, which means that even though even though on the outside we look at it and say Auburn wasn't going to go fifteen and zero this year. The point is, those guys have that expectation in that locker room. Yeah. And any big-time SEC program should. Mm-hmm. So I commend them for that. But that was the expectations. That's what they, their mindset was, as it should be. They're high-level competitors and athletes. So with that being said, if that's your expectation and that's your goal, and now you're sitting at three and four, and there's all this noise, and it just seems like you know the house is coming down kind of thing, yeah, man, just naturally some guys are going to check out. There's just nothing that you can do about that. That's just, that's just human nature. So I'm sure at this point, man, there's probably, there's probably factions, uh, developing and, and, um, it's probably not the best, you know, we really need a win this weekend. So like the answer to your question, man, there's probably, it's probably broken up in there that yeah. whether he's lost the team as a whole or not, I don't know, but there's definitely the locker room is, is definitely not the most unite like, you remember before the season we heard like the one thing that was going to be the definite the the for sure positive about this team was that they were all going to be together and yeah. it was all they all had something to prove remember predict these nuts and all that kind of stuff yeah it hasn't panned out man it hasn't mm-hmm. yeah uh, Dustin, and and I agree with you 100% there, man. And before we get into talking a little bit about this Arkansas game, Dustin, I wanted to ask you about the, the meat and potatoes. Like I said, the, the juice story that come out about Brian Harson telling kids who were wanting to redshirt 
they have to have a medical reason to redshirt or either they can drop the request, quit the team, or enter the transfer portal. What are your thoughts on that, Dustin? Bad roster management. <laughs> it's just bad roster management. Uh, like I was alluding to with the Landon King situation, you're just not in that situation. I mean, you're really, really going to struggle to have bodies next year. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think you're in a spot where you can do that. So it's it's pretty frustrating. I don't really see how it – I don't see how it benefits the program in the long haul. And uh, it was something I would like to know like more about. Like, uh, but Harson was asked about it and he was gave a pretty bland answer. So I don't think you're really going to get much, you know, much more out of him. Um, yeah, I would like to know what the motivation is. I'm sure that that doesn't sit well with a lot of guys. It's probably not sitting well with some guys that don't have any intention on entering the portal because those are still their friends. Those are still their teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Like I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it. And see, I, I grew up, my dad raising me in sports and, and just in life raised me to be pretty old school. Mm-hmm. And, uh you know, hard nose, and you don't you don't quit on your team. This, that, and the other. And uh, I'm not really a big fan of the portal. I'm kind of I like a Jason Campbell versus Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. I like a guy that, that sticks it out his senior year and is rewarded. But the one thing that always gets said that I just can't argue with on this is, well, the coaches change at the drop of a hat. Mm. You look what Mario Cristobal did to Oregon. <laughs> you look how. Uh, you look at how some of these guys do this stuff. Brian right? Kelly. Like Lane Kiffin at Tennessee. You look at these yeah. position coaches. Look at a guy like Nick Eason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy is the D-line coach at a new school every year. Every year, Nick Eason somewhere new coaching. So, mm-hmm. And he goes in and recruits these kids, and I'm going to be your coach, and then I'm out. Yeah. So how, so how can we tell the players that they can't go anywhere? when it's not working out for them or when they get a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can't be a hypocrite with it. So that's my biggest problem with the whole situation. And then, like, you know, Auburn in the future. Dude, if Horst is going to be here or not, we need A.D. Diamond. We need Walker. We need Landon King. No matter yeah. who the coach is going to be. And more to come, we can't afford more to come. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Football next year, Blake. Absolutely. Right now, we don't have enough offensive linemen to make a two deep. <laughs> Are we going to have enough offense next year? Are we going to have enough offensive linemen to make it to Tuscaloosa? All <laughs> <laughs> real quick, transitioning into the Arkansas. Did you know that despite what happened versus Ole Miss, Cam Stutz is still starting over Jeremiah Wright. <laughs> Man. Come on, man. Make it make sense. <laughs> it can't. It can't. It, it's it's a dumpster <laughs> fire. Great, dude. It's a dumpster we fire. Like I said, Dustin, it's a dumpster fire. It it it's. Uh, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, it's it's something that you just can't salvage. You can't. And I know a lot of people, they, they get at me when I say, hey, you have to fire him right now. And I keep seeing it, people retweeting my tweets and saying, you know, quote tweeting them and saying, oh, this is such a bad move. Rip the Band-Aid off. Rip it off. Get it over with. Start rebuilding. People say, oh, well, then players get to, they get a, a, a time span to enter the portal. Oh, well, blow it all up. Blow every single bit of it up and start over. From yeah, I mean, they're entering, they're entering the portal anyway. Yeah. And, I'm, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out this weekend. Yeah, blow it up, now, man. Now, it's like, I know they wanted to wait till the end of the year, but it's been such a bad week from just a PR standpoint. Yeah. That it's like, man, are we, are we really going to go through this daily? And... And Dustin, I feel like the fan base is just so torn, and it's like fifty-fifty going at each other. Just people. Oh, it was Civil War today. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, so people. Hard, people were pulling receipts, bookmarks, and everything, and they were posting them. And and I saw two guys. They were just sitting there, just cussing at each other back and forth, like like just just going after it, man. And I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Like this fan base is just like getting after each other. And look, I look, I look. I know, all right. I've said things about some of the some of the Auburn fans where you know I'm like, hey, if you want Harson to come back, you know, go on somewhere. But I'm not uh, I'm not gonna get on Twitter and just go at somebody and try to rip their throat out because they have a different opinion than I do. Like I'm not. I'm just I might hit I might hit you with a truth hurts or something along that lines. But I'm not gonna get on Twitter and dog cuss you. And be like, hey, you know, uh, this is how it's going to be, and your opinion doesn't matter. And I just saw a lot of that today, and and honestly, that's why I didn't tweet a lot because I was just like, dude, like I'm just going to sit back and watch them go at it, you know. Um, but it, it's it's insane, man. It's it's probably one of the the lower, you know, the lowest point I've seen Auburn football with just being everybody being against. You know, something's either you're with Coach Harson or you're against him, and it's just just back and forth hatred. I don't think Twitter was as big back when Gene Chizik went three and nine, and and so there wasn't a, a, such a big hostility among the fan base. It was mostly just message boards back then, so uh, you didn't have all this a lot of Twitter access back then, and not many people on Twitter uh, back in that day. So. It's just it's grown and it's amplified even more now that everybody is just hounding in on this situation, Dustin. But man, you know my thing with Harson on the red shirt stuff is is look, I know Cole Kublick and and Greg McElroy talked about it and they said, hey, you know he's not the only coach that's doing it, and I understand that. Okay, I understand that. But for you to look at a kid and say, hey, you either have to quit the team or enter the transfer portal, or play whenever I tell you to play. All right? Well, like we talked about with Landon King, Tavares Dawson. So 
okay, what you're gonna you're gonna throw the ball to me five more times all year, and I, I'm gonna have to waste a year eligibility when I can pull a Hendon Hooker and redshirt. Maybe I can go to a Tennessee and ball out next year because you won't give me the opportunity. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to sit here and say these dudes quit on their team. I think they quit on their coach, Dustin. And I hate to say that, but I honestly think that they said, hey, there was a couple guys last year that said they couldn't play for this guy, and we're kind of seeing the same route. So that's where I stand on it. You know, and and like you said, I I was brought up. I'm 31 years old. I was brought up. My dad told me, "Hey, you stick with something to the end." But guess what? This isn't the 1990s anymore. This isn't the 1980s anymore. The transfer portal. Yes, and the transfer portal is real. So I like to look at it at a different angle, man. Where I see a Hendon Hooker who was at Virginia Tech in a miserable situation, and he said, "Hey, maybe I can go meet up with this Josh Heupel guy, and we can create magic." Now look at him, Dustin. Now look at him. He He's probably leading the Heisman race right now. Hey, not to mention there was a guy that transferred from Ohio State who was a third-string quarterback who was never going to get the chance to play a down at Ohio State. And guess what? He transferred okay. to LSU. Bang, national DJ championship. James, yeah, DJ James. Bang, there you go. I mean, th- there's so many. Look at Alvin Kamara. All right? he, was, he was buried at Alabama. Went to Tennessee. Bang, look at him now. With the Saints. Killing it, all right? I, I just, I don't know how you can hate the transfer portal. I just, you know, I, I think there needs to be some caps on it, and there needs to be some things restructured with it. Yeah, but, I agree with that. But giving, I, I'm all for these kids getting the opportunity to better themselves, Dustin. And if it's not at Auburn, I hate that, you know, but I'm going to wish them well, man. Go be great wherever you pick, and I wish you the absolute best. And that goes for the four that just uh, they're waiting around to enter the transfer portal, and that goes for the ones that have yet to announce. I, I wish you the absolute best, and and it is what it is, man. So, um, Dustin, moving on from all that media mess and garbage that was out there for the Auburn Tigers this week, man. Uh, we have a game to play Saturday, an 11 a.m. kickoff at Jordan-Hare Stadium. We play the Arkansas Razorbacks, man. Dustin, I got to get your keys to the game, man. How can Auburn win this football game Saturday? It's very simple. Um, stop the run on defense, mm-hmm. or at least at least contain it somewhat. Have to. And, uh, you're not you're not going to completely stop it, but I don't think anybody is going to completely stop Arkansas. And mm-hmm. our rush defense has been less than stellar, so we're, we won't be the ones to do it. But contain it, don't let it get out of hand, make them work for it, and then on offense, don't turn the football over. Yeah, quit fumbling the ball, uh, quit making mistakes. Every time you make a big play, a flag pops up. Yep. Um, I think. The one thing that, because it's just sexy to talk about Tank going for 170 or whatever he did on Ole Miss, but like one thing I feel like led to that that kind of went unnoticed was we didn't do stupid stuff on first and second down. We yeah. didn't have a lot of false starts or dead ball penalties. There wasn't a lot of illegal formations. And on those downs, on first and second down, we had a lot of three, four-yard gains. Mm-hmm. 
and that's it's something that kind of goes unnoticed but when you think about it man it's like oh okay we're in third and two you put a young quarterback like Robbie Ashford in a third and two and that is a lot better than being in a third and 12 man so like yeah. you know because then at that point you know Auburn's got to pass we know this is not our strength we're 120 whatever it is in the country in passing offense um with the quarterback whisper but uh <laughs> Um, <laughs> but just stay on first and second down. Stay out of trouble. Penalties. Stay away from them. Um, and protect the football, man. Like, let's have a game where we win the turnover margin by three. Let's have a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Let's take a pick six, man. Yeah. Let's get a sack fumble. And it's going to be hard. I mean, uh, Jefferson's got 14 touchdown passes to only one interception. They protect the ball. And uh, we don't we don't recover fumbles, we don't force interceptions. Our defense just really struggled to make big game changing plays. But um, that's kind of where I'm at with it, man. Like I'm gonna, I'm going to keep saying it every week because we keep having turnovers every week. But just don't shoot ourselves in the foot. And then on defense, man, like I mean, Arkansas is averaging 488 yards a game, mm-hmm. uh, 240 of those on the ground. They're at five yards a carry. Uh, all their passing is set up off of play action, like all of it. Yeah. So, Owen Papo, Steiner, I'm hoping that um, Cam Riley will be back. Those guys, it's going to be crucial, man, to not bite. Don't bite on that play action, you know, and just uh, my computer is wigging out here. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, stay disciplined, man, because – KJ is completing like around sixty-seven percent of their passes. It's very, it's very efficient. They have a very potent offense. They're they're strong up front and know what they're doing. Um, it's going to be a test for this defense, and they had a bye week as well. Mm-hmm. So, kind of sucks where we lose that little advantage. You know, um, it's a this is a big this is this is kind of do or die as far as does the season just completely go off the rails kind of thing. Yeah, Dustin, because I, I feel like if you win this football game, you might actually make it to a bowl game with the current situation that's going on at Texas A and M. I mean, you, you still if you definitely, win, definitely, definitely, you give yourself a chance, but you've got to win this one. You give yourself a chance, Dustin. And look, I'm scared about Rocket Sanders and KJ Jefferson in the run game. I'm scared of Arkansas's front seven. Is Bumper Pool? Is he going to be healthy? I've kind of heard that he's he's going to try to play Saturday. He he's been banged up, uh, but like you said, with them having the bye week, he should be back making plays like always. Their front seven has been the strength of their defense this year, and it was actually their defensive line that was the biggest question mark going into the year. And come to find out, their secondary has been absolutely terrible, Dustin. So we have to attack. They're secondary. We have to hit big plays in the pass game this Saturday to win this football game. And I, I just like you said, Robbie Ashford has to protect the football, and we can't. We can't. Ha- like you said, man, we can't have the senseless uh, penalties. I mean, just we get a gain of six, tank bust a, a six seven yard run on first down, and then what do you know? There's there's either a false start or a hold, and you're backed up behind the chains. We have to stay out of that. 11 a.m. kick, Dustin. 
at home. I like that. I, I, I do. A lot of people say, oh, well, it's an 11 a.m. kick. Man, that is an early, early wake-up call for these guys. And weird things happen at 11 a.m. We saw with Ole Miss and Auburn, uh, you know, you fall down 21 to nothing, and then you come back, you blitz back into the game, and, and weird things happen, man. So I actually like this kick being at 11 a.m., and if you can win this football game, you still have Western Kentucky and Texas A&M, and for all the people out there that say Auburn can't beat Texas A&M, you are wrong. I think you are wrong. I think it's going, with, it's going to be an ugly game. Haynes King isn't very good. They're, the state of their program, who's worse right now, Dustin? I don't I don't know. I, I, I literally don't, you know. I, I said Auburn the other night, but I don't know, yeah. man, because they're you know, they're smoking weed on, on in, in the locker room before away games, in the away locker room, Dustin, and then you go out there and you get pounded by South Carolina. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that – that situation is a mess, and here's the thing about that. Um, $15 million for Brian Harson is too much, but my God, $85 million is too much for Jimbo Fisher. So Ooh. on that alone, I'm going to say them. And look, we got guys in the portal, and I'm not saying our situation is great, but smoking weed in the visiting locker room, that's pretty next level. So, yeah, yeah good, <laughs> good luck to those guys. Because you can't, I mean, $85 million, $80 million, whatever that buyout is, that's mm-hmm. insane. You're not paying that. That's a, that's a wild situation, man. I'm glad, I'm glad we can move on for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's that's a that's a nice chunk of change. I wish I I, I wish I was sitting on 85, 86 million dollars, Dustin. Um, yeah, bring Jimmy Sexton to any <laughs> negotiation if you can. Yeah, Dustin, I will get you paid. I, I, hey, you know, before we hop off here, man, honestly, Saturday, I need a final score. Is there any way Auburn comes out with a victory Saturday morning at 11 a.m. <laughs> Man, I've been back and forth on this, and uh, I'm just going to say no, because until until I see Auburn win the turnover battle, you know, I just can't buy into it, man. We just, I'm pretty sure we lead the nation in turnovers. I know we lead the nation in fumbling. Mm-hmm. So until we learn to protect the football, I just have a hard time, and it's like the weakness of Arkansas's team is pass defense. They have one of the worst pass defenses in the country. I think it's ranked 128. But our pass offense is not that good either. It's right down there in the 120s too. So it's like, man, their weakness is certainly not our strength. And we saw Robbie take advantage of LSU when LSU secondary was a little bit shaky. Mm-hmm. Uh so, yeah, I would like to see us feed VAR. I would like to see us feed Camden Brown. Uh, probably been saying that every week, though. So, I just, unfortunately, man, and I, I may be more, I may have been more leaning towards picking us, but with these last couple of days, it's just hard to not wonder, like you said, how much is that locker room still bought into what's going on? Arkansas knows that Sam Pittman is going to be their coach next year. Mm-hmm. Um they're going to have guys into the portal, sure, every team will. That's how it'll go now. But nothing like this, you know. They're probably 
Arkansas knows where their program's headed. They, you know what I mean? Like they're locked in. Uh, they just, they're just not that good a football team this year, but mm-hmm. they're going to bring, they're going to bring their energy. Um, I would assume just observing from the outside here that their locker room is in a more healthy place. And listen, dude, my main thing, Blake, is Arkansas can really, really run the ball. And I've just seen Auburn get absolutely gashed at times this year. And now we're really at a point where our defensive line is banged up. And our, we had depth issues on D-line coming into the year. Mm. And now the guys have got banged up. That is really starting to show. And I just feel like over four quarters, a team like Arkansas that is committed to running the ball and then doesn't turn it over and protects the football, I just I struggle. So I'm going to go 34 to 24 Arkansas. Okay, Dustin. Um, I, I respect it. That's what my gut's telling me. But you know what, Dustin? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put on I'm gonna put on the orange and blue goggles, Dustin. And dust them off. I'm gonna dust them off, and I'm gonna go, Dustin. I'm gonna go with my heart right here, and I've dusted the orange and blue goggles off, and I just think things get weird in Jordan Hare Stadium Saturday morning. I think things get weird. I think with all of this commotion that has went on this week. I just think they find they find a way, Dustin. And hey, if you win this one, you might be going to a bowl game. You still got Mississippi State, Western Kentucky, Texas A and M. There's some winnable games on the schedule. And and if you win this one, you're sitting you're sitting at four wins. So all you need is two more. So hey, you know what? Give me the Tigers. Give me the Tigers Saturday, Dustin. Give me the Tigers. I give me give me Auburn twenty eight to twenty four. Robbie Ashford makes a play in the fourth quarter with his legs to win the football game. Auburn goes up. They're down 24-21. Robbie Ashford makes a play, Dustin. And we beat the Arkansas Razorbacks once again to extend the streak. I'm going with it. I, I feel it. Hey, I love it. I feel I love it. it. It'll be, be, it would be a great birthday for me. And then if nothing more comes from this season, uh, Keeping the streak going versus Arkansas and having to listen to them complain another year about the, uh, the spike, fumble, whatever yeah. it was. Uh, I thought it was just a great play by Bo Nix. But, um, you know, I would, lo- I, I, I would love to listen to a whole other year of complaining. So hey, I hope you're right, brother. Real quick before we go, Dustin, did you hear the, the Arkansas guy on the pod? He said that uh, usually when Auburn beats Arkansas, it's due to the officials. Yeah, I've, I've listened to him a couple of times this week, just kind of wanting to get their perspective because obviously they feel like this is a game that they should win, and I respect that. If I was them, I yeah, would. I mean, absolutely. Sitting three and four, so both of them should feel that way. Um, but yeah, he is definitely, he is definitely feels like that the refs have had something to do with every victory. It, that's interesting because part of this streak was when they tried to come into the middle of our player circle. And do some funny business on our logo, and then we proceeded to beat them fifty-six to three, <laughs> and run for more yards than any team has ever ran for on another team in an SEC game. And they were rains coming into that game. If the officials were helping.
helping us out in a 56 to three. It, it's just, uh, it's pathetic, man. And, and like, even with the, even with the, the Bo Nick spike, like, yeah, dude, it's a fumble. I'll give you that. But here's the thing. Yeah. You let it, like, that's a mistake on Bo Nix's part. You didn't force that at all. He mm-hmm. made that mistake. You had still already let us come down, get in the field goal range, and then make, and then we just have to kick the field goal. Like, you had, you didn't do anything to stop it. And if you go back and watch that game, Arkansas had plenty of chances. They made a million mistakes. They're complaining about last year's game. Yeah. got beat by double digits at home. <laughs> like, it's, um, and going into the season. Going into the season, Arkansas thought they were going to Atlanta. And mm-hmm. not only did I think they were going to Atlanta, Blake, but they made fun of and just could not understand if you thought differently. Yeah. If you were like, whoa, pump the brakes, y'all going to win seven, eight games. Do you not know about the almighty Arkansas Razorbacks? You should bow at the feet of Razorback football. <laughs> I didn't know. Actually, I wasn't informed. This is news to people outside of the state of Arkansas. So, <laughs> Dustin, I got. Hopefully, you're right, buddy, and we give them a taste of their own medicine Saturday. I got ripped for a tweet back in August. I said, I'm not sure why these Arkansas fans think that they're winning a national championship this year because it ain't happening. And I said, the reason why it's not happening is because I'm just not a huge believer in KJ Jefferson at quarterback to win a national championship or win the Southeastern Conference because a couple of their guys that run their podcasts and stuff, they had Arkansas win in the West. A lot of them had them, had them finishing second with 10 and 2. There was a couple that had them 11 and 1 winning the West. Okay. So yeah. all these people, you know, Arkansas fans, they're going to get on there and say, oh, well, you know, nobody really had those expectations. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You were talking oh, yeah, trash. You, you were talking trash in the entire spring, summer, and early fall. You were talking trash. You were talking trash all the way up to that Alabama game. And come to find out, you are who we thought you were. And look, we know, we have, we don't really have any room to talk, but we also weren't talking trash uh, leading up into, into this season. We didn't have the expectations. I thought we would be better than what we are right now. But we didn't have those expectations. But I think this is a. I said eight and four, and then yeah. whenever Nick Brahms got hurt, I changed it to seven and five. And I found out Zach Calzada wasn't the starting quarterback. I said, right. we're in trouble. So uh, I think this is a huge game for the Auburn Tigers, Dustin. Uh, I, you know, and I, I think it, it's winnable. And I would love for this team to get a win Saturday. I, I feel like that would kind of reunite the fan base at Auburn University. So. With that being said, man, we're going to wrap this one up. I know you got to go see your Tampa Bay Buccaneers play. Dustin, do you have any final words, man? Drop your social media content. Uh, well, I'm kind of scared to, to cut it now, man. We scored more points in the first quarter than we have uh, <laughs> in this first quarter than we have all the other first quarters of the season combined. What's the score? But, uh, it's 10 to 3 bucks, and we're moving the ball again. So, hey, <laughs> uh, this might have to be a four-hour pod. But, uh <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at D M I C H A U D twenty eight. That's D McShaw twenty eight. I heard that, Dustin man. Hey, we'll leave it with the War Damn Eagle, brother. Hey, War Damn Eagle, man. It was fun as always. Appreciate you having me. We're out, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one.